everyone. We're back with another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're going to talk about TikTok. All things on TikTok, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. So it's not me, but by the time this episode comes out, Maggie will be officially, well, almost 26 years old, which is insane. She is creeping towards 30. And I can't be more excited for her because it's not me. But happy birthday, Maggie. And I hope your birthday is everything that you dreamed of. You didn't need to say it like that. What the heck? That was the worst birthday intro ever. But like, thank you. But also, like, how dare you? And what's your update for this week? My update is, well, for the loyal listeners out there, if we don't know, I go through this little quarter life crisis every year where I decide to cut my own hair. Um... Actually, it doesn't look, like, super noticeable. It's only noticeable, like, it's weird right now because I slept on it when it was wet and I didn't have time to straighten it today or, like, do anything to it. So this is as it is. But all I did was cut my bangs a little bit. But also, I want to um, get my hair cut because it's very long right now. Sorry to the podcast listeners, but you should have subscribed to us on YouTube. So I gave you a chance last year. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look that bad. I totally forgot you told me right before you joined. Um, I did not notice a difference. Yeah, it's not so... noticeable. But, I, but there, I cut off, like, so much. My garbage can is almost full of hair. Um, A lot of a lot of hair. I'll put a picture. Here, I'll send you the picture. But, yeah, it's funny. I, I thought it was funny we're, at 1 a.m. I think we're going to – I don't think we're going to put that picture. I don't – Why not? Don't it's not NSFW. <laughs> it feels like it should be, though. Like, it feels kind of gross. <laughs> my hair. Rest in peace. I don't know. Like, it just feels like – like, I don't know. It feels it's like kind of – It's my virgin hair. Not really. You – is it not dyed? I haven't dyed it in, like, two years. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes. Your virgin hair. Yeah. Originally, I did want to do, like, the belliage thing, but now I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore because, like, it kind of destroys your hair. I mean, my hair's already yeah. pretty destroyed, but, like, do I want to destroy it further? And I don't think I'll look good in that color. On Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I remember so clearly I had a clump of hair, like, mixed, knotted together, and I was just, like, trying to comb it out, and I was talking to Nick's mom which is my boyfriend's mom, and I was just, like, trying to comb it out, but I guess, like, I got distracted and ended up, like, ripping the whole thing out. So now there's, like, somewhere in here a chunk that looks shorter, but there is, like, so much hair that I pulled out, and I was like, oh, my God, am I dying? Um, I think about that every single time I look at my floor, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of hair on this carpet. How do I have any hair left on my head? Yeah. Male pattern baldness, more, like, I'm gonna bald and I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> there was so many directions that you could have gone with that and my bad. It was the least funny one. <laughs> so sorry. Um anyways, who's your beef or crush of the week? Um, so I'm gonna do two beefs this week. One is kind of unrelated and one is kind of related, but if I don't do this beef this week, um I'm gonna forget it. So I've been rewatching like gourmet makes um, with Claire Shabbats on Bon Appetit's YouTube channel. Like they stopped making these. And that's kind of my beef because why did Bon Appetit have to be so racist um, towards its creators? And why did COVID have to hit such that 
they stopped making gourmet makes because it was such a good series and i'm so upset that there's never going to be any more so that's beef number one um beef number two is lunar new year is coming up so um happy lunar new year by the time this episode is out it is the year of the uh, tiger tiger yes <laughs> i knew that water tiger to be specific Wait, is this like horoscopes where there's like different types? Like there's the rising rising sun or like rising moon type horoscopes. Is this a thing with like Chinese? Rising sun is also my favorite sushi burrito. <laughs> um, thanks for that fun fact. But like um, why is it water tiger? So I'm not too familiar with it, but they do have different types of tigers like i think you were born in the year of the fire rat if i'm not mistaken so it's like different elements and then the actual animal and the significance is only there when it's a specific year like you have like your year um so it gets even more niche than that they chinese horoscope just really don't want you to have a good year (laughs) they want it to be so niche so what does like water and fire and these things like mean like what is the significance of all that um brings it back to basics i want to say it's because it's like the elements like the earth elements but i'm i i don't know i should have done more research before i corrected you Is there like, I wonder if it's like, uh, you're different if you're like a water tiger versus like a fire tiger, you know? Oh, true. Yeah. That is interesting because my mom and my younger brother are both tigers. So maybe there's like a difference, but they're both like very hot headed. So makes sense why they're tigers. That's what tigers are known to be. That's so funny. (laughs) That is so true. (laughs) um anyways back to my whole point um so this morning i was browsing flyers on flip which is like this app that consolidates like all the grocery flyers from the area and a bunch of like other flyers as well and i noticed that there was like a lot of happy chinese new year to hear buy this asian stuff kind of thing and we live in like very predominantly white neighborhoods so there's not that much um asian grocery stuff in these white grocery stores but like there's a lot more than when we were first around. But there was one like clip in particular and I'll put it right here somewhere. But um, it was like, happy Chinese New Year. Try our like Asian chips kind of thing. And the first one was like, yeah, it was like Asian Chinese lace. And I was like, cool. The other ones were Doritos munchies. And I was like, oh, like are these like Asian Doritos and Asian munchies? No, they were just regular Doritos and regular munchies. So. What the heck? What was the point of putting this under the banner of Happy Chinese or Happy Lunar New Year and try our like Asian chips? Like, come on. At um, least make it make sense. To be fair, though, it's like it's not only Lunar New Year. They do it for like every holiday, don't they? I think there was a joke on Twitter where it's like, oh, my God, it's Martin Luther King Day. That means, you know, there's going to be Martin Luther King sales out there. So that is, we're OK. That is a. That is actually a thing. Yes, I agree with that. But like, I guess like my specific thing is like, why would you put one Asian chip or like one Asian brand of chips and then three non-Asian brands of chips in a row and call it flavors of China? 
are Doritos, Cheetos, and Munchies, flavors of China. Um, for our Chinese listeners out there that are from China or still in China, can you tell us that, is this true? <laughs> are Doritos, Sweet Chili Heat, uh, Cheetos, and Munchies the flavors of China? What happens if like PepsiCo just gets so big and so like large that they take over the Chinese horoscope. So instead of like the year of the tiger, it's like you're born in the year of the Cheeto. <laughs> you're born in the year of the sweet chili heat Dorito. Yeah, there's like different types, like how there's like the water tiger, but there's like the sweet chili heat Dorito versus like the original Dorito versus like the cool ranch Dorito. <laughs> PepsiCo's reach knows no boundaries. Has capitalism gone too far? <laughs> Cool, interesting beef. Um, Could cool. have been more enthusiastic. I felt like the second beef was like a pretty killer beef. <laughs> like it was a pretty good takedown. Um, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's not new. It's it's happening to a, a lot of people too. But yeah, you're right. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry. My well, I guess not. Sorry that my experience are generalizable to the entire world. This is great. We're so relatable. <laughs> Anyways, what's your beef for crush of the week? Um, I guess my beef is Belle Let's Talk Day. Um, so Wanda and our, my friend Nikki has kind of always been, like, they've been very critical of Belle Let's Talk Day. Um, Wanda has deleted social media, so she doesn't even know when it is anymore. Um, yeah, and so everyone has been very critical of it, but it never really, like, sunk in for me, and I was always... First, I started off like very enthusiastic. I think is the evolution of Maggie's growth, and kind of like a lot of people too. You start off enthusiastically, and then somewhere along the lines, I think maybe last year and a few years before that, I was kind of like begrudgingly like sharing it out because I was like, I don't support it. I don't think they're great. I hear bad things about it, but if this is really going to make a difference, I'm gonna I'm gonna join them. I'll support them. But over the last like year or so i guess like something's changed in me where i'm like you know what i'm not going to support them this year i really i think like something about it just doesn't sit right with me anymore it's finally like sunk into me i'm not going to do anything and i thought i was going to be original and do that but other people on twitter have come forward and they have captured exactly what i'm trying to say and they have really kind of broken it down to canada doesn't have a lot of mental health resources out there like, they're very underfunded. Um, yes, Bella's Talk Day is bringing awareness to mental health overall, but it's not bringing awareness to those specific charities or the organizations. And when they do, you find out, like, it's not that much. Like, Bell is kind of a corrupt organization, and a lot of it goes into their marketing and overhead and everything. So don't don't support them, I guess. Like, there's a lot of things you can do to support mental health initiatives in Canada, Bell Let's Talk Day is not it. They do not support their employees. I actually hear horrible things from former Bell employees about how Bell will shit on them and will disregard them um, and doesn't provide like the mental health resources they need. So hypocritical. Don't do it. Yeah. Bell Let's Talk has been around for a really long time. I want to say that it started when we were in high school. So somewhere between 2014 to like 2016 ish I think is when um it started and it was like very big it was a very very successful marketing campaign and I think it continues to be pretty successful even though like 
all these years, like bad stuff keeps on coming out about it. So internally, they're not very supportive of mental health, which makes this fully an exterior like marketing campaign of sorts. And this year, um, well, I guess in the past two years, like they have collected money from the government um, that was supposed to go towards helping Canadian businesses who have been struggling uh, because of COVID-19. They have not struggled. They have increased their cash flow during this time. They have raised their internet prices, making it even more difficult to stay connected in an increasingly isolating world due to COVID, especially here in Canada. And they actually do yes they do give some amount of money we don't know where this money goes in most cases and they actually make more money from this marketing campaign than they actually lose which is not great um i like maybe what it originally stood for um maybe the original intentions behind it um i want to say that they started this from a good place but all these years and nothing has really changed within the company. I feel like it's only gotten worse. Nothing really has changed mental health wise in Canada. We're so backlogged with like mental health requests. People can't get an appointment like virtually or in person. It's just a cluster. And all of this information is available online. So if you don't believe us, go search out Bell Let's Talk and why it's bad. Or just search out Bell Let's Talk and you'll find stuff about it on why it's bad. Um, yeah, I think it's great, though, that a lot of people are sharing less and less of the Bella's talk day, even on my own personal social medias, like before people would post it out to their stories, like repost it on their feed, tweet it out, that kind of thing. But I get radio silence from people I follow, like maybe from some celebrities or promoted ads, but everyone else, nothing. So 2022, I have somehow joined a bandwagon that I thought I was unique for doing. Nothing about me is original. That's so funny. I can't believe you quit the same year that so many other people went yeah. to Twitter to quit too. That's so strange. I wonder what it was. Next week, we explore my mind and we explore Twitter's mind. <laughs> JK. Is it a hive mind? <laughs> Am I the queen bee? <laughs> is this my oh. main character coming out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Cool. So today's topic, the good and the bad side of TikTok. Um, Wanda, you're not on TikTok, though. No, I am not. And these are mostly the things that have transcribed off of TikTok or the things that Maggie shares with me and mm-hmm. talks about. Yeah. Um, anything people tend to share me from TikTok tends to be from like Facebook, Instagram or Reddit now. So like, why not just go on TikTok, guys? What's the difference? No, it's like, if it's good enough, it'll make it off of TikTok. If it's worth noting, it'll make it off of TikTok. That's, that's my opinion. Anyways, so we're going to compare the good side of the good side effects of TikTok and the bad side effects of TikTok. And we're going to start off with doxing just because the week that we are filming this, this is actually very much trending and very much in the news. We don't know where it's going to be next week. But as of right now, um, there has been two stories that have come out very side by side of each other that both are related to doxing. So the first story is about Smoothie Guy. Smoothie Guy is actually, we'll just call him like racist guy, racist rant guy. He, his son, 17 years old, this is important, uh, came 
into a smoothie shop to ask for a smoothie without peanut butter. He does have a peanut allergy, but he did not tell any of the staff not to put he has a peanut butter allergy. He only said no peanut butter, please. So he takes a smoothie. I guess he drinks it. And then a little while later, he ends up in the hospital. His dad is not with him by the hospital, but instead decides to come back to the smoothie shop to berate the teenage girls who are working there about how he almost, how they almost killed his son, um, yada, yada, yada. And then goes on to this racist rant about how incompetent they are, et cetera, et cetera. They're yelling back. It's all being filmed. And they called the police. The police said they couldn't do anything. But then the TikTok went viral and the police came back and arrested this man, this racist, racist man. And the internet does what it does best, found out information about this man and found out that he was a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch. He only handled accounts that were over a million dollars. So he was making quite a lot of money uh, from this job. He was shortly fired and his mugshot has gone viral. So this is the example, I guess, of good doxing. Maggie, do you want to go into the West Elm Caleb story as an example of bad doxing? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I will give my opinion after this. But from an objective point of view, this all started when a girl did a story time on TikTok. And she's from New York. She was talking about how she went on a date with this guy named Caleb. Um, he works at as a designer at West Elm, which is a furniture store. Um, and she went on about how she was, like, talking to this guy um he kind of love bombed her right away which is a red flag ladies um love bombing as in he was talking about very personal and intimate things he made her like a personalized spotify playlist he sent a dick pic here and there they went on dates and then she found out that he was also dating a lot of other girls too and he just ghosted her out of nowhere so she posted this on tiktok and a bunch of girls commented, they're like, holy shit, I am dating this guy too, or I have previously gone on dates with this guy. And he did the exact same thing to me. So he's very unoriginal. He followed like a formula or process. West Elm Caleb has somehow got his way around to every single New York girl who was on TikTok. So they have all done their own story times. They have all doxxed him in a way to the point where he has removed his LinkedIn profile and professional art portfolio um so he has been this is why you should include your job information on dating apps also i'm but pretty sure you did it i did not i just included my no. job title i didn't put like my company name or anything but, but like, i, I feel like you can find them yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so Caleb, his face was plastered all over TikTok. There have been numerous articles about him. Um, it's like, I want to side with the girls, but also like when you think about it, he didn't do anything horrible in a way. He disrespected some women, a lot of women actually, but he didn't do anything as bad as Smoothie Guy. Yeah, I don't think, um, so I, there's that, like a little tidbit is that the person who actually started this whole thing didn't actually go on a date with West Elm Caleb. The one that started this trend was just someone else in this world that was 
called Caleb, who was tall, but it was, she actually wrote in the comment section, this is not about West Elm Caleb. But then later when this became viral, she posted another TikTok saying, oh, like when you start like a TikTok trend or something. Or oh, like my. you expose a guy on TikTok, but it's not the same guy. Like it just somehow like it was just such a coincidence that this happened. Oh wow. Um yeah. So yeah, I don't think like just going back to it, like this one in particular in comparison, I don't think he did anything that bad that deserved for him to get doxxed and maybe potentially fired from his job. Is this a fireable offense? I I don't know, but it's not good PR for West yeah. Elm. Or maybe is, this is good PR for West Elm. They're finally like, yes, we're getting people to know our brand, even though the, the furniture pieces he sent over were very ugly. That's, I mean, I guess like all publicity is good publicity. Like this isn't, yeah, I guess this doesn't really, really reflect badly on the store. But the thing is, it's like they might get pressure from people to fire him because they're like, oh, like, look how bad this man is. Mm-hmm. Like, look how he treats women and all that stuff. The store is anti-feminist if, like, they keep him around. Which, I don't know. Like, this one is, like, this This one's more of, like, a gray area. I personally do not think that he should have been doxxed. I don't think he did anything that was that bad that is not considered to be normal, I guess, in this, like, realm of dating. The I think the worst thing that he did was, like, the unsolicited dick pics, which is considered a form of, like, harassment um don't do that but everything else was just like it's like a play-by-play of like he had like a he had like a script that he followed each time and if it worked for him it worked for him and like a little bit manipulative but again still not anything worse Mm -hmm. than what's i guess normal as of right now Um, we're gonna dox caleb there's so many guys out there that i would like to dox too that is very true. If we were to dox every single person who has ghosted us or or wronged us, like everyone would be exposed. Mm-hmm. Listen, one man's treasure is one man's garbage is another man's treasure. Not, I, not to say that Caleb is garbage. Yeah, I, like, but maybe. Oh, um. So, like, how do you feel about like doxing in general? I mean, doxing in general goes beyond TikTok, but yeah. I think because TikTok is a younger audience, people are more likely to get doxed over every little thing. Um, and we'll talk about this later too, but Couch Guy, but you know, you see like teenagers getting doxed, like, but also people reveal like way too much information about themselves on TikTok. So they're kind of almost asking for it. Um I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not like a, I don't know what they're asking for, it, but it's like, if you have your face out there, if you have any kind of personal information out there, we probably dox ourselves 5,000 times a day um, on the internet ourselves. So I think it's just, with great power comes great responsibility. Remember back in like the 2000s too, like the Phantom Menace movie, the actor for Jar Jar Binks was, to be fair, he is an actor, but he was doxxed so freaking hard. Like, his, he got sent death threats. Like, people were threatening his family. They hunted down where his kids and wife and everything worked. They went to his house, egged it and everything. He was going to commit suicide because of how bad it was. So, uh, TikTok, learn from these lessons. Do not, don't be a shitty person. Stop doxing people. 
But do you think it's well warranted for the people who are racist and bad? Yeah, see, that's kind of the issue there where it's like, in some cases, it's like good because it's like, he this man this racist man deserved to be fired like i don't think like maryland should employ someone who is like that and i'm in that case it was good but then at the same time like i don't know like is the good worth the bad of like doxing i mean there's a lot of racist people out there who are employed (laughs) time to get rid of every single (laughs) one of them (laughs) Yeah, I guess if it's just bad PR. That's what it is. It's like, it's enough bad PR and enough social pressure that they have to do it. Like, mm-hmm. if this was very, like, hush-hush and there was, like, no one really talking about it or no one, like, adding them on Twitter, like, they're not going to do anything because they're like, meh, doesn't really affect us. It goes back to publicly shaming. Oh, yeah. I guess this does have origins in the in the good old, good old olden days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shame. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) But the problem is with the internet is that it kind of stays forever. Like, if you look this guy's name up, you're going to get so many bad news results. So. Yeah. But the thing is also with the internet, though, things pass really quickly. So, like, yes, this was, like, very big news for maybe a week, maybe two weeks. But then, like, it's going to die down because something else is going to replace it. Do you think he'll ever be employed again, though? Yeah, I think so. I I feel like they're... Well, which one? Employed again in his industry. Like, which guy? Like, the smoothie guy? Oh, smoothie guy, sorry. Smoothie guy. No, I don't think so. I, like, maybe he... Maybe, like, to... Actually, I'm going to change that. I think he is going to be employed, but I don't think he's ever going to be able to make it to as much money as he was making before because again as you said there's a lot of racist people out there people probably think he was unjustly fired because they're equally as racist um if not more so those people are probably going to be willing to hire this person he's probably not going to be client facing though because i feel like a lot of people might be like wait a second aren't you that guy and that's probably not good for the company but then again other races he could just You know, he just has like this little subset where he can just manage the portfolios of other racist people. So I don't know if you remember this case a while back, but it was when a hockey student raped a minor. Um, His name was Chase McDonald, and he was still going to class and everything. He had his internship with Deloitte. They found out through social media. They terminated him. And he was basically, yeah, docs from everywhere. But this guy changed his name. So he went by his middle name and he was still able to get a job and he was working at an investment banking place and he came back to Queens to do a lecture and people found out that he was going by his middle name because they saw him on campus and were like, what the hell? Like he's still so successful even after like this rape case. So sometimes karma doesn't work out in the end. Yeah, that's upsetting. I mean, that's kind of life, though. It's just like not everything is going to work out in your favor. Ladies, if he's a white man, a rapist, and plays hockey, stay away. (laughs) Google your dates, ladies. (laughs) Make sure you get the first name and last name. (laughs) Yeah, make sure you get their first name, middle name, and last name. Um, Any other nicknames that they go by, um, just in case. Yeah. 
Well, Paul Bernardo still got a wife. Like many serial killers got wives still, and I'm sure they did a quick Google search too. I mean, the people who end up marrying serial killers are usually like into serial killers. So Yeah, true. That like that one's not that surprising. Like they kinda they mostly knew what they were getting into. Yeah. This is more for the people who don't necessarily know who they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. That's that really yeah. sucks. It's just like even some people who do get doxxed, who do arguably maybe deserve it, end up still fine in the end. Yeah. So doxing is kind of a temporary thing. It's like we'll talk about it later too, but going viral. <laughs> doxing is a viral thing um so next up is like armchair advice um maggie do you want to tell the couch guy story once more yeah um this was kind of a while back but this girl came to visit her boyfriend um at college she went to a different college so it was long distance she has someone recording she walks into the room and her boyfriend is sitting there on the couch with like three other girls And he does not immediately jump up and is happy to see her. He kind of, she approaches him and like her arms are open and she's like, ha, it's me. And he's kind of awkwardly standing up. Um, The three girls also look kind of uncomfortable too. I guess they were playing on his phone or something. He takes his phone back from them, awkwardly stands up and then walks slowly to her to hug her. Um, Everyone was telling this girl to break up with him because he did not get have the reaction that many would expect when you haven't seen your partner in a long time um and he got doxxed people found out his name they found out his girlfriend's name too they were sending her direct messages to break up with him i think he was getting some death threats here and there too they were like you're a piece of shit like you're horrible um all because of that one little viral tiktok video So, like, a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm qualified, I'm blah, 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 like, I know he's cheating on her, this is why, and just, like, this is, I'm calling it armchair advice, um, because it's never, it's not really real advice, um, and these people, in most cases, aren't that qualified, and they're just making hype out of nothing, um, but on the other hand, there's actually a good story of this, um, this might have not been as viral on TikTok, the resulting story, but what ended up happening is this person was, um, they were just making videos in TikTok. And then a few comments on one of their videos was like, hey, like I see like the swollen thing on your neck. I think it was like a lymph node or something. You should get it checked out. Like this could be like cancerous. So there's a few people that actually commented that this person did end up going to the doctor and getting it checked out. I think it ended up being like stage one or stage two, um, very easily treatable, but essentially these like TikTok commenters saved this person's life. And this is kind of like the good versus the bad, I guess, of like what armchair advice is, because like on one hand, you have other people prying into your relationship, analyzing every single detail based on one small video. Um, that could have potentially ruined a relationship, ruined multiple people's lives. But on the other, it also saved someone. So should this continue? I don't think you can ever stop it, though. That's that's the thing. People are always going to comment on your lives. They're always going to think they know what's best for you or they think they're the expert of your life. Um, even your parents will do this. So I don't know what's going to stop, like, 
internet strangers from doing this too if you're posting public content yeah i guess it's like but like why is like scrutinize people like because like yeah i get your parents do it because it's like i mean they're like your parents right like are they even your parents if they don't criticize and scrutinize you <laughs> um but like strangers like why like why why care like that's the thing like i don't understand why people care about it people are nosy as hell but like think about it like this even when the couch guy thing happened i sent it to you and i said oh my god this guy sucks what do you think and we had a very long discussion and debate about this and we both wanted to give Actually, no, we were just giving our opinion on it. We didn't even like publicly like duet it and say like, we're experts, you should break up with him. We weren't telling the girl to do anything. We were just like, this is what we think is going on. I don't understand why people can't be more like that. Well, we did actually talk about it on the podcast and we both ended up agreeing that like there is not enough evidence there to, <laughs> to warrant <laughs> one way or the other. But so either way, <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess it's just like, I guess they're trying to help, but I guess like, okay, so here's the thing. I think the first few people might have been trying to help, but then because it got so like viral and so big, a lot of people jumped on the same bandwagon and was like, oh, like, let me profit off of this. And like, we're going to talk about this a little bit more later about like profiting off of like things that are potentially damaging to other people. Um, But I don't know. It's... Mind your own business. But then it's the whole thing where it's like, if you post something, in, like, if you post something publicly, do you have the right to be like, oh, like, I don't want to be scrutinized publicly? You can disable comments. Yeah, <laughs> but then it, but then, like, no, it doesn't stop you from, like, duetting, like. Yeah, you're right. I think, like, I don't think there is a right answer to that. Like, who are we to be judge and jury? executioner for this because people are going to chime in when they think something is very dangerous or they're they are actually like medical experts or like health and safety people like you should not be doing this and then there's very subjective things like relationships but then again if it's like this like my boyfriend like yells at me all the time and he threatens to kill me should i stay with him or like i'm still gonna stay with him anyways and it's like people are commenting things so it's like where's the where's the line there it we see it as black and white but you know viral content yeah um on that note like what about okay so like another thing that's very common on tiktok is like relationship advice um so maggie this week told me about the strawberry cheating test so you're walking in a field of strawberries and you're really hungry you ask your boyfriend does he go for the strawberry and depending on his answer if he eats the strawberry then that means he's likely to cheat and then you ask him if there was a fence around the strawberries would you continue to eat them anyways the fence is supposed to be the metaphor for the girlfriend like he's in a relationship the fence is there to block him does he still jump the fence and go anyways to eat the strawberry and if he does then he's going to cheat on you um so a lot of girls were asking their boyfriends this and their boyfriends were like, well, yeah, if I'm going to eat a strawberry if I'm really hungry. Like, they won't notice a strawberry is missing. No big deal. And the girls freaked out and were like, oh, my God, he's going to cheat on me. Um, obviously, it's very stupid and dumb, but you know how TikTok can be. Yeah, I never really got it. The whole, like, 
are you saying like being in a relationship is like you're being like trapped like you're a blocker to you what can't they touch actually the want other to do? you can't eat the other strawberries you can only eat the one strawberry you have um yeah, but I know the strawberry that I have is clean and washed and, <laughs> <laughs> and safe. Yeah, and safe and does not belong to anyone else. I'm not going to get like a I'm not going to get like an angry farmer coming out of the farmhouse with a shotgun ready to kill me for eating his prized strawberries kind of thing. Oh. Um to each their own. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um what's a I guess it's like what's a good relationship advice story that has come off the of tiktok um i think good ones have been uh it actually there's since like you've mentioned it i've seen a lot of people who are like you need to travel with your partner you need to ask them kind of these questions like see what they have in mind for the future if you can't picture them in the future or like you're kind of blurry with it like then they're not meant to be it's not meant to be kind of thing um and i think that's like kind of interesting um definitely a lot out there definitely some that are maybe subjective that kind of thing um oh a lot of things that's really popular right now are like therapists saying like these are the six questions you need to consider like what are your partner's passions what are your partner's goals what do they do when they are trying to what do they do when they're stressed or what do they do when they're angry what do you what can you do to help them out like those kinds of questions um and they're like, these are the questions like you really need to consider when you're in a relationship. And I don't know. I don't know if it's like a really good indicator. I think it's good to have a general idea of it. But, you know, like all these relationships advice are like very. I don't know. They're like you can interpret it how you will. But like, obviously, you're going to you're going to need to know like what your partner does when they're upset and what you can do to help them not be upset but little things like metaphors and like tests and stuff like that those are not good indicators of how successful a relationship will be so the other kind of thing like one of the bigger categories i've seen is like hacks um everything is a hack on tiktok now but uh so on the bad side is there's things that are called healthy food hacks and this kind of is where people make food out of or like they try to mimic popular unhealthy foods to make to make them more healthy so like instead of chocolate chip cookies they make like oatmeal cookies instead of eating like um sour candy they do grapes frozen with sugar on them or something like stuff like this and it's like this is kind of very unhealthy for people who have eating disorders because you shouldn't be labeling food as healthy and unhealthy foods because in most instances the healthy food are actually not that healthy anyways um they just use like foods that are considered to be healthy like sweet potatoes and oatmeal and all that stuff but like if you compare the calories or the macros in most cases they're really not that much healthier so kind of like a dangerous perpetuation of like eating disorders on TikTok because of this, labeling food as good and bad, which is not great. Like you shouldn't be limiting yourself in that way. But on the other hand, there was good hacks that I actually quite enjoyed, which was like the salmon rice hack, which uh, Maggie had talked about, I guess, a few, few episodes ago. Do you want to go into it again? Yeah. So it was our girl, Emily Marico, um, who is now engaged, by the way. But it's this influencer who 
is known for making she's stay at home she's known for making cooking videos and she doesn't really comment on anything um so it's a salmon rice bowl that she made with leftover rice salmon and what she did was she put the rice in the microwave but before she even did that she got an ice cube and wrapped it in i want to say parchment paper mm-hmm. wrapped in parchment paper and then put it in the microwave and then that would steam the rice which was a very cool hack and i've tried it before and it's great um, and the ice will still stay intact after this. I think you only microwave it for like a minute or so, but wow, that's great. And then you wish it up together with QP mayo, some sriracha, salmon, and then you got a salmon rice bowl. Uh, QP mayo was very hard to find for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Um, very cool cooking hacks. Um, also to add to your healthy food hacks, uh, it's very funny now because I see people labeling as healthier versions of this. And it's like, it's not that much better, but like, instead of eating like a bunch of nachos or like, here's a healthier version of nachos you can make at home. And it's cutting down maybe like a hundred calories. So be careful people. Yeah. In most cases, it's like, you're not going to get your craving satisfied by eating the healthier version of said food. Like there are like really good, like healthy dupes out there that like companies have made, which is like, like if you like them, then you like them. Um, that tend to be like a little bit better for you, like baked instead of fried in some cases. Um, but it's not always the case. Also going to the rice thing. Um, if you just put like water and like you just cover the bowl of rice, like it still steams the same way. Like you don't need an ice cube. cube. Whew, because I don't got any ice right now. (laughs) What? My ice machine isn't working properly. (laughs) Well, good thing it's the middle of winter. You can just go outside and scoop up some snow. Mm, gross I will not be doing that (laughs) that's actually a thing that I've seen recently um videos people call it like snow ice cream where they go outside they scoop up a bunch of snow they put like heavy cream and like chocolate and whatever and they like mix it all together and they call it like a snow ice cream thing hmm no thanks they tell you not to eat snow as a kid why are you doing that like yes it looks white and fluffy but ew. Guys, get some snow, bring it inside, melt it in a bag, and see what happens. You're not going to see clear white water. You are going to see the opposite. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, use common sense. Don't just follow things because they are viral, I guess, in that case. Have you um, ever eaten snow as a kid? Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. what do you mean it was great i mean okay because they kept telling us don't eat it don't eat it and then i was just like i'm I'm gonna try it like i know it's gross but like i'm gonna try it then i ate it and the teacher yelled at me and was like don't eat the snow and i was like oh my god he just yelled at me in front of everyone i thought i could discreetly eat the snow without anyone noticing It's funny because it's like the more they told you not to do it, you're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But like, think of a slushy without any flavor. So like a bunch of crushed ice. That's that's what snow is. Uh, the time that I ate snow, it just like melted. So it just tastes like water. Oh, dirty water. Yeah. I mean, we were kids. We were building up our immune systems. <laughs> this um, was last year. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. <laughs> Why was that teacher yelling at you? <laughs> Just a random teacher. 
That's so funny. Can you imagine just a random teacher being like you as a 24 year old person eating snow and a teacher walking by like, don't eat that snow. <laughs> You're too old now. So I guess like, what do you think that drives viral videos? How does a video become viral? That is really the key marketing question here. How do you make viral content? Yeah, as and as a marketing person, I expect answers. <laughs> I don't know answer for you. Sometimes I feel like things just randomly go viral. But I th are we talking about in the realm of TikTok here or in general? And let's just talk about TikTok. In the realm of TikTok, I have no fucking clue how things go viral on TikTok. Sometimes the dumbest things will go viral. But I think it's like, if you don't have a big following or if you do have a big following, that's the difference there. But sometimes you don't have a big following and yeah, you could like just viral. blow up. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I think it's like the algorithm. I think if you're, if you're showing some, something on the algorithm, it will pick up and just show in everyone's for you page. Um, I don't even think it's the tags. Because sometimes viral video doesn't even have tagged content. I think it's if the right people see it, um, the people you're following are liking it too. Oh man, I don't know about this. TikTok is still like kind of new to me. So I don't, I have nothing to say except it's the algorithm. It's been around for so long. It's still, I still don't get how to go viral on TikTok. I've read so many things and it still makes no sense to me. You have to use a popular sound, a sound that's pretty viral. Um, you have to use like a filter or like a cool effect that other people are using too. Um, and you have to make sure it's in that sweet spot for time, like less than, because people have like low attention span, less than the 30 seconds. They have 60 seconds as an option, but you should not do 60 seconds if you want viral content. I think it's outrage. Outrage makes viral content on TikTok? Yeah. I think it's like outrage causes people to like reply to it, to duet it, to like make videos about it. So oh, like maybe. when there's any kind of like outrage in a video, it like prompts like people to like respond to it. Like not necessarily positively in some cases. Um, that's like the one hit. I don't know why the salmon rice hack one like became so popular though. Um, I think it was just a good dish. Like, I, think... I think that's all it I think you're onto something with the outrage. I think it's outrage, like shock or like discovery, something yeah. either really funny or really hot person and like thirst traps, basically. So the four oh things. Oh my God. Have you seen <laughs> the infinity gauntlet? <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen the uh, ugly guy duets like thirst traps to show yes. you how cringy they are? Yeah. <laughs> And people are commenting so many sweet things on his, like, videos, though. Yeah. It's, it is, like, it's very wholesome because, like, no one, well, I don't want to say no one, but, like, their straps are, are very cringy. And, yeah. like, I think it's cute that he could make fun of himself and other people. <laughs> in a wholesome way. In a whole, yeah, in a wholesome way. And it's, yeah. like, hmm. I think that one is also a little bit kind of, like, humor plus like making fun of yourself <laughs> yeah humor things are always like hit or miss though like yeah like the funniest things i've seen on tiktok are not viral 
Yeah, but also your sense of humor is like really strange. Okay, that's not fair. I'm just saying it's not necessarily everyone's sense of humor. I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. I think the things I like generally tend to go viral anyways. Or other way around. I like the viral content too. <laughs> Um, well, so why do you think bad videos can become so viral? I think it also kind of fits into the thing. Outrage is the main one. Disgust. Anger. What well, that's also outrage. That's <laughs> just the ones for outrage. Um, <laughs> a lot of cringy things. Yeah. What about like the bad like makeup hacks kind of thing that go like so viral and people try and they're like "Ooh, don't don't do this wait bad makeup hacks oh like things on how to do makeup yeah like permanent um i think i saw something like permanent um semi-permanent freckles using henna or something and a lot of people got like major like allergic reactions there was also like contouring using sunscreen and like a lot of people got sunburnt No, that's a thing. Again, I think it kind of fits into like how to make a viral video. It's like the discovery of something, like a shock. Oh. Okay, this is what we're gonna do for next time. We're going to take all of these things and we're gonna make a possible make a viral video and we'll come back and be like, this is how we made a viral video. <laughs> okay, so I guess like the last thing is like how do you feel about brands capitalizing on viral videos, whether they're good or bad? Because um, as like the example of the West Elm Caleb thing, a lot of brands were like, don't like we're tweeting about marketing their brand and West Elm, like, and then hating on West Elm Caleb. Just jumping on the bandwagon. That's how um, social media managers have to act. They've got to be quick. They got to follow with the trends. The trend is to hate on West Elm Caleb. So that's what they're going to do. I can't really blame them for getting that bread because they got to show return on investment back to management. But also, Duolingo, I don't know if you've seen them or TikTok, but their TikTok is chef's kiss. The social media manager, she has her own private account too. And I just saw her LinkedIn post, but she is amazing. She's like maybe a year or two older than us. No, younger. She's a year younger than us. Um, And she's unhinged on TikTok. She dresses up in the Duolingo thing. She makes really thirsty comments at celebrities um no filter basically i don't know what the vetting process is but duolingo is amazing on tiktok and this just shows this brand is capitalizing on being crazy on tiktok that's that's the key there that is insane like how did you like is she the only person that does their tiktok (laughs) yeah like she gets people from the corporate office to help her with their tiktoks so there was a so- sound where it's like, um, but they're like praising a god or something. And she's in her Duolingo mascot costume and she got a bunch of her coworkers to like bow down to her. Because a t- TikTok sound was trending. So she had to do that really quickly. I think it's okay if it's like the thing that is trending is like, oh, this is a sound or this is a new like uh, quiz or this is like a new thing that people are doing. Like, I think that's okay. But when it gets to like someone's life, like no one's making like, Hmm. hey um we don't have the uh smoothie guy at our oh yeah our brand like low blows yeah like i feel like it's just like 
the ones that they're like hating on other people is like it, they're low lows like they're you're yes it's viral content yes you're trying to get the spread but it's like maybe don't choose a thing that is caught like that don't is go like, don't go negative yeah michelle obama you know yeah that's the that's the political approach um i don't know it's kind of hard because i think a lot of brands do go negative because they're like i gotta gotta stay on trend but it's like, is it the end of the world if they don't do this? Like, if they miss out on one thing, it's not going to be like, well, this brand didn't do it, so... What do you think would be bad, or why do you think they should not do it? Because Just it's because like... it feels icky? No, like, well, yes, if it's because it's icky, but like, you know, capitalism is icky anyways. Um, I think it's more of like, it, it affects the brand, um, because... You don't know how the story is going to go. Like, with the West Ham Caleb thing, like, it wasn't very black and white. Like, there was people on both sides of this where um, some people felt like it was deserved that he should be doxxed, but then there's mm. other people who, like, he shouldn't have been. So if the scales end up tipping to he shouldn't have been doxxed, all these brands now look bad because they were like, oh, like, dox this man. Like, we're mm -hmm. hating on West Ham too and everything. Like, sure. it's not... Like, you don't want to fall on the bad side of things like this. Like, there's some things where it's like, there's no bad side. And, like, I think those are okay. Like, those are very safe. Um, but when there's still a lot of controversy around it, when there's a lot of disagreeing opinions, I wouldn't say, like, jump on that ship because it could affect the brands in ways that you don't expect. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I should be a marketing manager. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um I see a lot of brands do that, and I'm registered in my head like, okay, Wendy's commented on this. Okay. Yeah, I, that's the other thing. I'm like, just because, like, Palman's Mayo commented on West Town Caleb, does that mean I'm going to go buy more mayo? It's just about showing how relatable brands are and how you can buy them. And how you know, I blame like you. I blame Wendy's for this. Yeah, I really don't like that they're trying to make brands so relatable to you because I think it did work in the beginning, but now I think people are kind of grossed out by it. Yeah, I think it's like when you're the first person to do it, people mm -hmm. are like, oh, cool, so original. But then like other companies see that it's working and they jump on the same trend and then it becomes very transparent yeah. about what's happening and people get smarter over it. Yeah. So always be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's a key here in the marketing world. Yeah, it really is. I mean, not in everything, but yes. Very, very much so in the marketing world. Yeah. Well, wish us luck on creating our viral video. Uh, after we've analyzed all these, you know, popular, popular hits. Um, I'm still not going to get TikTok, but. We have a joint key TikTok. We have a joint TikTok that only Maggie runs. Thanks for joining us again, or thanks for joining us for the first time. Go follow us and like us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and tune in next Thursday to wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.